Welcome to the Think Anesthesia Veterinary Continuing Education Podcast. I'm Dr. Elizabeth Martinez, Board Certified Specialist in Veterinary Anesthesia and Analgesia and U.S. Director of Technical Services at Jurox Animal Health Incorporated. This podcast is race approved for continuing education for veterinarians and veterinary technicians and nurses. Please visit the podcast description at www.thinkanesthesia.education for more information on how to complete the requirements to obtain your CE certificate for this podcast. As a matter of full disclosure, I need to remind you that I am an employee of Jurox Incorporated. The content of this podcast represents the best in evidence-based and peer-reviewed medicine. Some content may be the opinion of Jurox Incorporated, a subsidiary of Jurox Proprietary Limited, and its technical services department. In this episode, Anesthesia Starts at Home, we will discuss how to optimize our patient and pet owner's experiences by starting the anesthesia process prior to admission to the veterinary clinic or hospital. The ultimate goal of patient preparation for anesthesia is to smartly manipulate brain chemistry through behavior modification, changes in environment, and pharmacological intervention so that at the time of pre-medication, the patient is tranquil and fear-free. For the patient that loves to go on car rides and enjoys the time at the clinic, the at-home plan is not complicated. However, for the fearful, anxious, or aggressive patient, more thoughtful planning and preparation will be required. For the patient that is happy to visit the vet, at-home preparation typically involves informing the owner of the appropriate fasting time and if water should be freely available. The 2020 AHA Anesthesia and Monitoring Guidelines for Dogs and Cats has a helpful chart that includes feeding recommendations prior to anesthesia. This document is available at Jurox's thinkanesthesia.education website under the Resources tab. The pet owner will also be given instructions regarding administering or withholding any of the patient's chronic medications. While most chronic medications can be administered as scheduled, antihypertensive drugs such as ACE inhibitors should be discontinued on the day of anesthesia. If the pet is receiving anticoagulant drugs, they will need to be discontinued up to two weeks prior to anesthesia based on the risk of bleeding. Oftentimes, I may prescribe drugs in my anesthetic plan, such as opioids, that can cause the patient to vomit. Therefore, I prefer to administer meropotent as a pre-medication prior to opioid and or alpha-2 agonist drug administration because of its anti-emetic effect. As all of you know, vomiting is a negative experience, and we want to reduce its occurrence whenever possible. Meropidant works as a selective neurokinin-1 antagonist that blocks binding of the neurotransmitter substance P at the chemoretractor trigger zone and vomiting center. Meropidant is approved for the prevention and treatment of acute vomiting in dogs and for the treatment of vomiting in cats. It is formulated as an aqueous injection for subcutaneous and intravenous administration or as a tablet. To prevent vomiting associated with IM administration of mu agonist opioids, 1 mg per kilogram meropidant is administered subcutaneously one hour prior to opioid administration. Alternatively, oral meropidant can be administered by the owner at home at least two hours prior to opioid administration. Since enough time needs to elapse between meropidant and an opioid to significantly reduce vomiting, I will have the owner administer meropidant orally to their pet the morning before hospital admission. For the fearful or anxious patient, it is important to remember that they may not show aggression. On the contrary, they can be frozen or shut down. When you walk into the exam room, the pet may be hiding behind the owner and avoiding eye contact. Watch their body language and try to practice low-stress handling whenever possible. The primary goal is to have the patient calm and relaxed when brought into the clinic. We can achieve this goal with behavior modification and, for some patients, at-home anxiolytic medications. 
In addition, just because the fearful or anxious patient is not lunging, growling, or trying to bite, this doesn't preclude us from further patient preparation at home. What we don't want to happen is that the pet is afraid or scared every time they are at the clinic. Each time this happens, they are learning that if they do nothing, they get poked and prodded. They will figure out this at the next hospital visit. They will have to do something, like become aggressive, to prevent the examination from happening. For each subsequent visit, the behavior escalates until you're about ready to fire the client because you fear that you or your staff member will be injured. What you must remember is that the patient was telling you by their body language or actions to back off and stop what you are doing. However, you didn't read the signals and now you have a patient that is fearful and the owner may have difficulty getting them out of the car or into the clinic lobby. For more severely affected patients, referral to a board-certified specialist in behavior is recommended. Behavior modification can be helpful for many of our fearful and anxious patients. There are some simple things that you and your staff can do that will make the pet's visit something to look forward to. For some nervous pets, offer a high-value treat as soon as the pet walks in the door. The owner can come in for happy visits where the pet gets a treat, sits in the lobby or examination room, and then leaves without anything scary occurring. The pet then figures out that good things happen at the veterinary clinic, or at least nothing offensive. Muzzles can be an effective tool to help keep the dog, the owner, and the clinic staff safe. Ideally, the owner has taken time and effort to train the dog to wear a muzzle. A great resource is the Muzzle Up Project website. As an advocacy, training, and education resource, the information on the website can help owners to have a dog that is comfortable wearing a properly fitted basket muzzle. For those pets that come to your clinic for a procedure requiring anesthesia, there may not be time to delay the procedure for behavior modification or muzzle training. For those patients that are still nervous or too aroused, then at-home oral anxiolytic medication is recommended. However, there is no magic drug or combination that will turn every fearful pet into the perfect compliant patient. The goal is to have the patient less anxious and fearful when they arrive at the hospital so that you can safely administer additional sedative drugs, IM or IV. The best approach is to try the drug protocol at home and have the owner report what clinical signs they observed while at home or when loading them into their vehicle. Start with a low dose and work your way up to find a dose that works for that patient. Not all the drugs that we'll be discussing are FDA-approved for the use in dogs and cats. Additionally, for FDA-approved drugs, it is important to remember that the doses you select may differ than the labeled dose. Any decision to use the product in an off-label manner is at the veterinarian's discretion after reviewing the available literature. Veterinarians or staff should then provide enough drug information so the pet owner understands the general effects of the drug, their questions have been answered, and they have consented to the recommended treatment. We can now look at some of the available and commonly used oral drugs. For the drugs that we'll be discussing, there are num numerous resources for specific dosing recommendations, including the 2020 AHA Anesthesia Monitoring Guidelines for Dogs and Cats. Historically, acepromazine has been one of the more common drugs for at-home tranquilization. As a veterinary-labeled phenothiazine tranquilizer, you may see mild sedation in the patient after administration, but this effect can be variable and unreliable. What may happen is that the pet may be relaxed and sleepy at home, but will become aroused and alert when is at the clinic. Acepromazine may also not relieve the anxiety the pet may be experiencing, but only masking its clinical signs. Acepromazine may be used in the combination with other medications and is a component of the CHILL protocol that I'll discuss later in this episode. Trazodone is classified as a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. It is an antidepressant used to treat anxiety and depression in human patients. 
Trazodone has been used to treat canine anxiety disorders and to aid in post-surgical confinement. More importantly for this discussion, trazodone has also been shown to reduce stress and anxiety in hospitalized dogs as well as reducing signs of anxiety due to transport and veterinary examination-related activity. Trazodone can be administered by the owner to the patient at home the evening before the clinic visit and then repeated the morning of the visit at least two hours before arrival. Gabapentin is an anti-epileptic drug that is used for anxiolysis, sedation, and pain management. Structurally, the chemical is related to the GABA neurotransmitter. Gabapentin has been shown to work well in cats when administered prior to transport to the veterinary clinic. Like trazodone, it is administered at home the evening before the clinic visit and then repeated the morning of the visit at least two hours before arrival. Be aware that while gabapentin is not a federally controlled drug, it is controlled in some states in the USA. Benzodiazepine drugs can be administered orally to reduce anxiety. However, this class of drugs does not produce reliable sedation in our veterinary patients, and in some animals, paradoxical excitation can occur. A safety benefit of the benzodiazepine class of drugs is that they produce minimal cardiovascular and respiratory effects. Another potential benefit that is observed in human patients administered benzodiazepines is amnesia. We do not know if this effect is seen in veterinary species, but it would be helpful for patients don't have a clear memory of what happened in the clinic. Some of the more common oral benzodiazepines include diazepam, alprazolam, and lorazepam. Be mindful that this class of drugs is federally controlled. As you can see, at-home administration of all the drugs I just discussed is recommended. This is because if you wait and administer them after the pet arrives at the clinic and exhibiting fear or anxiety, they may override the effects of the drug and you will not achieve an acceptable level of sedation. Client education is important because we need to let them know that their pet may be very sleepy and sedate following drug administration, as well as after the pet arrives at home. Another option for sedation and anxiolysis is the gel formulation of the drug dexmedetomidine, an alpha-2 agonist drug. Celio is the commercial trade name of this formulation, and it is indicated for the treatment of noise aversion in dogs. The label dose is 125 micrograms per meter square administered 30 to 60 minutes prior to the fear or anxiety eliciting stimulus. The formulation is administered by the oral transmucosal route of administration. Alpha-2 agonist drugs act by decreasing norepinephrine release, leading to a reduction of anxiety-associated arousal. There are many studies that have reported the effectiveness of oral transmucosal administration of dexmedetomidine in cats, horses, and human patients. However, because of the drug's potential side effects, please refer to the package insert for more information regarding contraindications and animal safety. In addition, sedation following oral transmucosal route can be more variable compared to the IV or IM route due to the patient swallowing the dose or loss of drug outside the mouth. As previously mentioned, the CHILL protocol is a relaxation protocol developed to manage fearful and aggressive dogs. It was branded by clinicians at the Cummings School of Veterinary Medicine at Tufts University in 2014. The CHILL protocol is a combination of medications administered orally to facilitate transport and handling in anxious or aggressive patients. The protocol consists of oral gabapentin and melatonin and oral transmucosal administration of the injectable formulation of acepromazine. Melatonin is a naturally occurring hormone produced the pineal gland. In humans, exogenous melatonin has been shown to reduce pre- and post-operative anxiety. Because of its calming effects and overall safety, 
including melatonin in the CHILL protocol, may help to make it beneficial for use in dogs with anxiety or fear aggression. Acepromazine is included because of its synergistic effects with other sedatives, anxiolytics, and opioids. The administration timeline of the medications is as follows. Gavapentin is administered orally at 20 to 25 milligrams per kilogram, PO, the evening before the scheduled clinic visit. One to two hours before the visit, another dose of gabapentin is administered orally along with melatonin. Gabapentin and melatonin can be administered with a small amount of food. Approximately 30 minutes before the visit, acepromazine at a dose of 0.025 to 0.05 milligrams per kilogram is administered oral transmucosally using a syringe. Duration of sedation is variable, typically four to six hours, but can last up to 24 hours. Now, when the patient arrives at the clinic, the at-home sedation protocol will result in a calmer patient, but in the more fearful or anxious patient, additional sedation will likely be required. When selecting the appropriate sedation drugs, there is no one-size-fits-all protocol. The drug or drug selected will depend on drug availability, patient status, and what procedure needs to be performed, such as blood collection, radiographs, or IV catheterization prior to induction of anesthesia for surgery. Drug options depend on if the goal is to achieve mild, moderate, or heavy sedation. The 2020 AHA Anesthesia and Monitoring Guidelines for Dogs and Cats is a good resource and includes a chart with specific drugs, their dosages, and case examples. In sick or geriatric patients requiring additional sedation after arrival at the clinic, you may choose to administer an opioid-benzodiazepine combination. For a healthy patient that requires moderate sedation after arrival at the clinic, you can select an opioid in combination with dexmedetomidine or acepromazine. After arrival at the clinic, heavy sedation or immobilization should be considered for the most fearful and anxious patients when you have concerns that the sudden or unexpected arousal from sedation could result in harm to personnel. Typically, this is a protocol that includes a sedative with or without an opioid and an injectable anesthetic drug administered IM. Alternatively, the opioid and sedative can be administered IM to achieve enough sedation to place an IV catheter and then titrate the injectable anesthetic drug such as propofol or alfaxlone intravenously. Respiratory and cardiovascular depressant effects of injectable anesthetic drugs are dose-dependent. Therefore, it is recommended that all sedated animals be provided supplemental oxygen and supplies needed to intubate and ventilate are readily available. By starting the anesthetic process at home and with careful planning, good communication, and thorough preparation, you can help facilitate a safe and positive experience for both pets and their owners when a trip to your clinic is scheduled. As we have discussed, using a multimodal approach for the fearful, anxious, or aggressive patient will help you manage your patients with the least amount of stress and helps to improve client satisfaction. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Think Anesthesia Veterinary Continuing Education podcast series brought to you by Jurox Animal Health. Jurox is committed to improving the quality of anesthesia globally. As a part of that commitment, we have produced a series of race-approved CE content. Be sure to visit thinkanesthesia.education for a listing of CE material, including podcasts. I'm Dr. Elizabeth Martinez, and remember, when you think anesthesia, think Jurox. Think Jurox.